Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Monday, October, October, October 16th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney from Insights and Automation, and this is a show in which I cover what's new and happening in industrial automation. And I'm just going to take a look over there, make sure we get the chat up if you're catching the live stream on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or where's the other one? YouTube. How can I forget YouTube? And uh, everything's looking good. The video's good up there. So um, I want to welcome you to the show, whether you're watching live or after the fact. I want to welcome you all to the show. And if you do enjoy this series, please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share. It's the best way for us to expand our audience and find new vendors to come on the show. And uh, I also want to remind all the new users that every single link we talk about in this show finds its way up to automate.news after the show ends, the live stream ends, and we edit the video and upload it. We then go over to automate.news and plug in every single link. You'll find links to all, everything we covered in all 120 plus episodes. I think we're at 125, 126 now in for this year up at automate.news. I also want to thank a sponsor for this episode, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please mention theautomationschool.com to them. Really appreciate their sponsorship. Now, the first up in our news today is the release of a new tablet PC from Siemens. And one of the things I'm mentioning this is because they just sent me in a sample to do an unboxing on. So I'm ex excited to check that out. And uh, one of the things uh, about this is this is not like a some low-powered, you know, wimpy tablet. This is this is a good i5 high-end i5 tablet with all the features and ports you would want, so that it could double as your uh, your daily driver as well. Not only be mobile, but also get out there and uh, you know use it when you're at back at your desk, you know, as well as take it out on the plant floor with you. Now. Some of the features on this, we'll just go through these quickly. First of all, this is the Cymatic IPC MD-34A. And it has, like I said, it has an i5, which we've talked about, especially last week, as being a very pow a powerful processor. I know this from my own experience in testing it at home. Uh, so in any case, this thing is not only uh, tested, um, you know, it's not only tough, it's not only hardened, it's uh, also military grade and tested up to IP65. So, um, you know, it's going to be safe to take out there. You know, it's, it's, uh, has, uh, the bumpers on it so that, uh, if you drop it, it's not going to, it's not going to break. Right. So in any case, you can also get a strap for it. So you can use just one hand with it as well. And, uh, I really want to take a look at, so this is what it looks like. It's a 10.1 inch uh, screen, right? But I really want to take a look at some of the specs here. So, um, high processing power, 10.1 inch uh, interactive screen. Now it comes in two different resolutions. It also comes in an outdoor model with 800 nits so that uh, it's bright enough to see outside. Um, it has the latest Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi 6, has Bluetooth 5.3. Um, it's uh, It meets the mil spec uh, mil-STD-810H, okay, as well as IP65. The battery lasts for six hours, but it's removable, which is great. So if you're going to use it for more than six hours at a time, you can just swap in a new battery and you can actually add in a barcode scanner or RFID reader if you need those things. So in any case, um, they see the use cases as, you know, all right, forklifts, loaders, you know, any type of mobile computing you need for logistics, as well as like, let's say you have a big site to manage, right? So uh, it could be oil and gas, could be water wastewater, it could be farming, right? Agriculture, right? You get this powerful PC in your hand. And... Um, also manufacturing, let's say you're walking around the floor, you want to see production data, right? 
And uh, because it has built-in cameras, you can even do some AR with it. Uh, in any case, here's the five different versions it comes in. Let's see if I can get them all on the screen here. So you can see it ranges from eight gigabytes of RAM to 32, um, SSDs from 256 to 512, uh, resolution anywhere from 1280 by 800 to 1920 by 1200, and the standard units 350 nits. The uh, the outdoor one rated one is uh, uh, the outdoor bright unit is 800 nits. And then you can see, do you need GPS? Do you need 4G LTE? Do you need a barcode scanner or a RFID reader? Depending on what you need in this list would depend on which model you would pick up. I, I do not know which model I have here, so we'll find out when we do the unboxing. In any case, on the front, you can see power charging, light sensor, um, two megapixel camera for the front camera. I really like on the side here, you have your standard ports, micro HDMI, uh, type C, uh, type A, USB 3.0, audio jack, which I love physical audio jacks, you know, power. Then you have the DCN, but I love that it has a built-in gigabit Ethernet network, LAN network uh, port, RJ45, because if you do want to use this as a desktop replacement, you'll definitely want that, right? You don't want to have to worry about Wi-Fi. You want that full speed at your, uh, at your desktop, right? So in any case, the back here, we can see some interesting things. So here's the optional barcode scanner. Here's the optional RFID reader. Here you can see the eight megapixel camera on the back. Um, and then down here, there's a couple of programmable buttons here on the back, right where your hand would be. And uh, of course, uh, the hot swappable battery we talked about and a, and a physical speaker, which is nice. Now, some of the options, I really love the desktop uh, mount because this allows you to, you know, replicate all your ports, you know, your USB. It gives you actually it gives you additional four USB 2.0. So great for your mouse and keyboard. It gives you an additional LAN, 10100, gives you a VGA port, RS-232 port, right? So uh, some nice add-ons here when you get the desktop uh, the desktop dock, right? And then they also have a vehicle dock, of course, one, that's one of the uh, targets for this product, as well as the hand strap, which I think looks very comfortable, and that's what you'd probably want to use if you're in the field, right, walking around the plant. There's also a shoulder strap, um, you know, if you're walking around outside, right? If you're walking around a big, uh, a big campus, you'd probably want that. And then here's the battery charger, so you can do the hot swapping, so you can have a couple of these there. You can have multiple batteries ready to go if you're using this all day, 24-7. So that is the first product, and you can see here that compare it with the, uh, the uh, previous ITP-1000. I'm assuming that's the previous model. And the new model being, if you're listening, it's the MD-34A. Okay, so with that, let's go ahead into our next press release. This is also from Siemens. They're expanding their sustainable and digital switch gear uh, all the way up to uh, 24 volts, kilovolts, 24 kilovolts, not 24 volts. In any case, um, I was reading about this. I'm like, well, what's the big deal with this uh, switch gear? And then really, I kind of focused in on it's F gas free. I'm like, well, what's F gas, right? So being a technical guy, I don't follow, follow these type of things. But uh, these are gases that have been deemed to be greenhouse gases like hydrofluorocarbons, HFCs, and whatnot. So I'll put a link to this. This is from the European Environmental Agency. I'll put a link to that if you want to learn more about F-gases. But if you, if you uh, are going to be coming under the regulations that require you to have F-gas-free switchgear, then uh, you definitely want to take a look at this product. Okay, from there we go over to uh, Profi News. And uh, they're talking here about a new virtual meeting place for technology enthusiasts 
who want to either learn about Profinet or actually want to contribute to uh, you know future uh, revisions of this standard. So this will be not only a learning environment, but a community. And uh, you can read more about this, uh, this new ecosystem uh, if you follow this link at automate.news. And from there, we go to our featured product, our S7 PLCs Level 1 course over at automationschool.com. This will likely be renamed uh, Level 1 and 2 in the near future because we're just going to keep adding new content and cover uh, what we consider our Level 2 topics in it. So yes, eventually there will be a lower course level one only split out from this, but we really have to see, continue with the uh, development of the level two lessons before we, uh, we go back and split the old one out or split the beginning out. In any case, you'll find this over at theautomationschool.com. From there, we go over to an article from Intera, and this is entitled Understanding Network Bridging in Industrial Wireless Distribution Systems. And so I thought this article was really good. If you've ever had a situation where, in most plants we have, you know, multiple access points, right? And we typically will have a copper backbone connecting them or a fiber backbone, depending on the distances to the switches, right? But there are some facilities where that's not possible. And you actually have to do a wireless backbone between all your access points. And that's what this article talks about. It talks about wireless distribution systems, WDSs, and um, their bridging functionality. It talks about the use cases for them. It talks about the configuration and some of the technology behind it. I thought it was a very good introductory article on the subject. So that's why I included it in this morning's news. And it's a, a fairly recent article. It just came out uh, a couple days ago. From there, we go over to a new product from PNF. And this is an IO-Link valve connector for smart valve control. And so this not only just gives your, your valve actuator IO link, it does a lot of condition monitoring stuff too. So let's just uh, take a look at some of the examples they give us. Um, so you not only get control, you also get uh, diagnostic data like supply voltage, output current, valve movement, temperature, and power consumption of the solenoid coil. And uh, you can set up alarms. There's actually some counters in there. There's one counter that is resettable. There's another counter that's like a lifetime counter that I'll count every time that actuator moves. And um, just very interesting new product from PNF. So if you have, if you want to add some smarts to your valve actuators here, they're, they're talking about pneumatic or hydraulic. Um, check out this new product from PNF. From there, we go to a new product from SMC. And this is a new electro-pneumatic regulator, manifold type. Now this is, you can have up to four of these devices on one Profinet adapter, EX600. And this series, if you're listening, is the IITV23 series. Okay, so this um, is, is just the next generation of this product from SMC. I'm not going to go into all the details. They did reduce the insulation space required by 20% and uh, the volume by 10%. So, uh, you know, SMC, they're constantly innovating to make their products smaller, faster, better, and more capable. From there, we go over to an article from Universal Robots. Actually, this is an event that's coming up. Now, this date is 1500 CET, so Central European Time. I believe that's 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, but I could be wrong about that. You'll have to do that conversion yourself. But in any case, this, this is a tech talk about understanding protective stops. 
So if you have cobots or are looking to deploy cobots, this may be a uh, event for you, a webinar for you to uh, take part in. This is on October 24th, again at 1500 CET, and it's completely free. From there, we go over to some new software revs from Siemens. We have a new config editor, <laughs> config editor, config editor version 5.02. See, that's live TV, right? Just going to leave all that in there. And um, this is for the Cymatic RF1000 and 1100 readers. And uh, we also have SciCam PAS PQS version 8.18 and SciProtect 4, the device driver for 7SJ66. Don't know what that is. Um, as far as literature, I found this infographic at Siemens, brand new infographic on smart manufacturing for the production of batteries. And I thought it was pretty interesting. It goes through like what, what the future looks like for battery production. Of course, nobody knows the future, but if you guess what the future production needs are going to be, they kind of go through that. They go through, um, you know, all the companies that are starting up. We've covered the gigaplants, all the new gigaplants in America that are springing up to make, uh, to make uh, batteries here uh, locally for all the cars and, uh, and other devices. But uh, I thought this was a very interesting infographic from Siemens on, you know, automation in battery manufacturing. Then we go over to Rockwell. They had uh, quite a few new pieces of literature out. So if you're using Kinetics, you'll probably want to grab this one. This is the Kinetics Motion Control Selection Guide. Has everything you want to know about the Kinetics products in it. And, um, you know, especially if you're building a system. Of course, you can always use IAB too, but um, this is a great PDF to have on your hard drive. From there, they also released the technical data for the Kinetics 51, 53, 55, and 5700 servo drives. So uh, you probably want to keep one of these on your hard drive as well. And from there, they have a brand new brochure out on Factory Talk Optics. We've been following this product as it's been coming out over the years. I did last week send an email out to them to see if I could get them on the show. Um, as of Friday, I haven't heard back from them. But of course, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can find out at Automation Fair next month. But in any case, I actually reading through this this morning, I learned some things about the product. And uh, if you're interested in optics or want to learn more about it, uh, definitely recommend checking out and reading this brochure. And the final piece of literature we have this morning is from Emerson. This is a quick start guide for PlantWeb Insight Valve Health application. So if you're using PlantWeb Insight in the Valve Health application, you probably want to grab this quick start. It looks like it was very well done. And um, that brings us to uh, the last slide here. This is our uh, sponsor. We want to thank the automationschool.com for sponsoring today's show. One other thing I want to just remind you, if, uh, if you think we missed any news, please use the news tip link. Please also, if you want to provide us any feedback, use the talkback link. Um, uh, we're up to 1271, so I want to thank everybody who joined our community over at automation.locals.com over the weekend. Really appreciate you guys. I think I'm all caught up on the Q&A, but uh, um, I didn't see any new ones. So if you have a question for me, just post it up there at automation.locals.com. Also, want to thank everybody who picked up one of my ebooks, my Control Logics or Compact Logics ebooks, or who picked up one of my video collections. You can see right here, you can get over 10 hours of videos on the S7 PLC for just $9.99. It's a lifetime copy, download and streaming. Um, and the, I have multiple topics I cover there in the video collections. Also, thank you to everybody who picked up a coffee cup or a t shirt. And just another reminder, all of these links will eventually be up on later today 
automate.news, where all the links from all 125 plus episodes are as well. Again, I want to say a thank you to our uh, guests on the Automation Podcast who sponsor the episodes to make them ad-free. Like you can see here, Regent, they had an excellent uh, uh, appearance on our show talking about wireless mesh networking. And this is industrial, right? This is, this is high-end. They can actually work in Wi-Fi and LTE into one mesh network but it's industrial grade. The company kind of, it was a very interesting podcast. They kind of were birthed out of 9-11. And uh, so if you're interested in that, check out that recent episode. We also had a recent episode with uh, Soft PLC. I know some of you actually reached out to Soft PLC and have been talking to them about some upgrades on some legacy PLC-5s. So um, that was an excellent episode as well. And we also had OnLogix on recently. And we have another great episode coming out this week. So you can find all of those uh, episodes. If we go over to theautomationblog.com, you will see under the shows link here, you will see a links to all the shows and the automation podcast is down here, TAP, Product and Tech Shows. And uh, with that, again, if you did enjoy the show, if you enjoy the series, please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share. Give us a share because that is the best way for us to grow the audience and find new vendors to come on our shows and to talk about on the shows. And with that, I just want to wish you a courageous, fearless, and awesome day. And until next time, my friends, peace.